0: Next month, Dune will release their new album, Itamen Ayenka via Metal Blade Records. Dune are a band of great contrasts, weaving titanic heaviness and intricate gentleness together. On this sophomore record, synths are also used more than ever before, resulting in an album that sounds like the soundtrack to a classic sci-fi. Pre-order your copy of Itamen Ayenka now at MetalBlade.com Dune. Once again, Itzaman Ayinka, MetalBlade.com slash Dune. That's D-V-N-E. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Peter Speich, Brandon Hahn, and Sylvia Alvarado. Metal Sucks Podcast. What is going on, everyone out there? It is I, your host Petra Spych. I am always joined by
1: my name is Brandon Hahn, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at your buddy Gooch. Also,
2: Sylvia, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at it's the Sylvia.
0: And make sure to follow other co-hosts, Joslyn Sharp. That's J O Z A L Y N Sharp on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and The Wizard of Jaws, I believe, on TikTok. Um, if you guys want to follow me, I'm at Rise to Offend on Facebook and Twitter, Rise to Offend Official on Instagram. This week, back on the show, we got Simone Simons from Epica. We are here to talk about their latest record, Omega. Fantastic record, guys. But before we get into our interview, guys, as we always like to do, let's talk about the Metal Sucks news.
1: News. Who's dying? News. Who's fighting? News. Who's dying? News. News. Who's racist? No. Who's raping? No. Who's rapping? No, no, no. Manson. Oh,
2: Manson is.
0: Ah, we have to talk about (laughs) Marilyn Manson, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, there's there's times that we try to avoid the... Avoid the, uh, I don't want to call it like... The, the rapey news. The rapey news. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like this, I feel like I right feel now... Because I feel like we're not really going to say anything good, and yeah. it's a he said she... It's always like this really like icky thing, and I, I feel like we're going to get caught up, and someone's going to look at us like we're bad guys because we're talking about it, and they don't agree with our opinion. See, I'm
1: going to tell you though, I think people just judge this because Pete used the word icky to describe rape, and I don't think that's a good... Adjective. I don't you know. You could go I, a little bit more hardcore than that. No, no, no. Icky is a perfect adjective for uh, yeah, for it's improper icky. things. It's no, icky, you don't go. Get your icky dick out of me. That's no, that's not. That's that's the wrong terminology.
2: Well, that's how you know he's never had a dick in him.
1: Mm. Mm. That's exactly how
0: Ew. I know. I'm
2: like, Rape. Oh, I'm
0: actually surprised he hasn't to be not But now I know he hasn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So to be honest, so mm-hmm. Marilyn Manson. Okay, guys. I'm open-minded. I'm just gonna say no. this real quick. <laughs> This story broke February 1st. Okay, you're listening to the show. It's, it's either posted uh, Monday or it's been Tuesday this year, so probably Tuesday. We're recording this on February 6th, which is a Saturday. So all this insanity, five days, that's it. And there is so much to it. But let's just start at the beginning, okay? Evan Rachel Wood. She's an actress for people. That don't know. It's funny. Uh, yeah, Brandon's like, yeah, kind of. No, yeah, she's he, in Westworld. That's what she's yeah, more popular you, let's for. Let's not
1: call her an actress. Let's just say she's in Westworld.
0: Okay. And um, no. she, no, she's <laughs> an actress. On. She's awful. Uh, I I don't know. I, I really was a fan. Dude, I'm going to talk. Uh, I'll talk about my, I'll talk about my Evan Rachel Wood and Marilyn Manson thing because there's a film called King of California. I was like, this chick's awesome. And then she started dating Marilyn Manson and I saw the heart-shaped glasses video and I'm like, cringe. And I just was done with both of them. <laughs> like, That's, <Yeah>. that's how <laughs> yeah. fast it was. I'm like, disgusting. Why would Ugh. Yeah, grand Anyways. opening, grand closing. Yeah, so um let's let's I kind of got ahead of myself there.
2: What was it like when you saw him and um what was uh, the Rose Rose McGowan? Uh it
0: made sense to me. They were kind of in the same age uh, bracket. Cool, know, it not. all made sense. Dita Von Teese, I was like, "Wow, there's a there this this makes sense to me. It really seemed to me cuz and we'll go through all this. It seemed like, all right, this person can probably maybe control him a little bit, but they make sense. They they there's a little bit of that. I always look for that soulmate factor, right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And I then and more- then and then we go to Evan Rachel Wooden here and it's like cringe yeah. on every level. Well, yeah. On every level. So I didn't cringe with Rose McGowan though, if
1: that's, that's what you're asking me. Yeah, nah. yeah. I, Rose McGowan had that kind of trashy look that Manson had, and then
2: and then she Dita, wore, yeah. wore that dress at MTV. Right, and then Dita
1: Von See,
0: I saw the Doom Generation like I don't know seventy times, so I I always saw, I've seen her. Um, Naked before this dress oh. thing happened, so it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, you. but that was pretty um, ridiculous.
1: It was yeah. pretty
2: impactful in my yeah. life.
1: But yeah, the Dita Von Tis thing is like he was dating Morticia Adams. He looked like a vampire, so it was like yeah, they, they kind of like, looked. She's very
2: gothy. Yeah, I don't know.
1: So I mean, again, they looked like they were in, they were a thing. But we kind of, we kind of, yeah. We'll, we'll go back For to whatever. all this. Yeah. All right.
0: So, anyways, Evan Rachel Wood. We already, like, this is old news, I think, to the world, but this week she finally said his name. I think that was the whole thing. Right. Because she testified a while back saying, you know, this happened as she was trying to make this law in California change, you know, and, and we all, we talked about it on the show. Hey, she's talking about Marilyn Manson. You what know. was the
1: law in California?
0: No, she was trying to change the Statue of limitations. There was some sort of law that they were trying to pass. I don't want to talk too much because I don't know the exact details. Right. I didn't look that story up this week, but I remember we talked about it in the past. And we're like, well, clearly she's talking about Marilyn Manson, and um, and that's the thing about you know uh, Marilyn Manson is that the guy is like one of the most narcissistic personalities I think that I've ever witnessed in in music. You know, he he owns his horrible behavior like I've I've never seen and then the crazy thing is is that you know I I never had a doubt that he wasn't a really really bad guy really I mm-hmm. never I never thought hey he's a good guy but I also thought well, he was a unique person in the way he delivered his message to people and how far he would take things and somehow come off intelligence. So he's an enigma of a personality, but like narcissism and abusive, I mean, he, he, he screams, I'm a bully, you know? Um, so none of this was surprising to me. Like, I don't think it was really surprising to anybody. I mean, it'd be like if someone, there's a lot of guys from the nineties, if things like this came out from our heyday, you know, if Axl Rose did this, I wouldn't be surprised. Anthony Kiedis, Scott Weiland, Peter Steele, even like if people said there was some sort of abusive thing happening, that time frame, the the way the rock stars were, I I cannot like I wouldn't doubt it. I guess is
1: my point. Mm-hmm. You know, my thing was so. though with, with the Manson and or Wood is mm-hmm. like when that was going on, people were blasting them, and because right, of what, right, the age, yeah. So people were blasting, but then there were so many people that came to their aid, you know, into their defense, mm-hmm. just saying like, well, AJ, nothing but a number and whatever, and it's like. Look, man, what's really sad is, you know, you got Evan Rachel Wood. It's been, how many, what, 10, 15 years since she was dancer. It hasn't
0: been 15 years. It's, okay. It's been maybe, maybe
1: 10, I think. Okay, so yeah. she's in her 30s, though. She's 33 now. Okay, so, so she's 33 now. She's definitely 10. way more experienced, way smarter than she was at 19. And that's the worst part. It's like when she was that age, she was the type of person going, shut up, you don't know what you're talking about. Love, mm-hmm. love, 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 love. And it's like. No, you were you were getting taken advantage of. And now that she's older, she wants to go back and change time. It's like, no, the, it's not going to work here.
0: Here's and that's that, that's something. And when, I don't want to sound wrong here. But when we're talking about accountability from men and women, when we're talking about equality, there is accountability on both sides. You know, when we bring up this relationship, it seemed extremely toxic in the media the entire time. Right. Mm-hmm. Marilyn Manson's career, as soon as this relationship started, has gone Goodbye. He Goodbye. gave up on everything. Done. It was a drug-addled. Look at him live. If you guys seen him live, gross. It's, I've it's seen horrible. him
2: live like once. It was like a couple of years ago, and it's it all was, you
0: needed. It was horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, it's and, been I, horrible. and
2: I and I liked Manson. I well, dig some of his songs, but he was just, the gimmick. There, it's, there. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's it's, it's, it's been played bad. out. It's he, he has he has become the the drug addicted of just bully. Like I said, on stage, he doesn't care about his audience. He doesn't care about anything. Mm-hmm. Just narcissism incarnate. Right. And it all started with this relationship from my time frame when he was with Dita Von Teese, And that's something that that's what I mean. Going back to accountability. All right. Dita Von Teese put out a statement. I will read a couple statements. I don't want to go too deep into it. but I'll, I'll read hers real quick because this is the person that I always saw as the victim of what happened in this whole circumstance and this is this is dita von Tis, this is marilyn manson's ex-wife's statement she said i've been processing the news that broke monday regarding marilyn manson to those who have expressed your concerns of my well-being i appreciate your kindness please know that the details made public do not match my personal experience during our seven years together as a couple had they i would not have married him in december of 2005. i left 12 months later due to infidelity and drug abuse and for people that don't know that infidelity and drug abuse." was Evan Rachel Wood Mm -hmm. with him, okay? Abuse of any kind has no place in any relationship. I urge those of you who have incurred abuse to take steps to heal and the strength to fully realize yourself. This is my sole statement on this matter. Thank you for respecting this request. So the victim to me was, you know, the accountability of Evan Rachel Wood at 18 or 19 years old to be with a married man, you know, to ruin this person's relationship in life. Right. And, and be OK with it. I understand the gaslight and I understand that Manson is the older person, the older sure. adult. He's got more experience in life. So I understand him taking a brunt of that blame. But there is an apology owed on this side. Right. There is something that we always miss out when these things kind of happen. And that's the thing is that women, I don't know what women are taught. Sylvia, you can tell me this. And I'll just break this down, but before I even start talking, I want everybody to know if you're hearing this wrong, I'm not blaming Evan Rachel Wood for anything when it comes to her experience with Marilyn Manson. What I'm saying is that women, I think at a lot of times, they're taught taught that, you know. Tread lightly. I'm treading lightly, yeah. Be (laughs) woke. I'm not, not, not I'm not being woke at all. That's not what I'm saying.
2: (laughs) Because like, you know,
0: if, if, as
2: as a woman and I'm sorry, but like, as, as a woman, you're like, Oh, you, you know, don't wear tight dresses. Don't wear your, your skirt too. you know, there's so many fucking rules and it's just exhausting.
0: The only rule that like, I I mean, I feel like I would teach if I had a daughter and stuff like that is like, look, you're, you're second to none. If you're Mm -hmm. with the married man, you're second best. Sure. Okay. And if that married man decides and this is not something eighteen, 19, you're right. They, they'll experience if, if that married man decides to stay with you, the relationship's built on you being second to someone. Yeah. And you're second to none. Every girl out there should know they're second to none. They don't play second best. You don't mm-hmm. you don't. No, I agree. Voluntarily date a married man. I think it, it goes to
2: both sexes.
0: Yeah. For both. Don't completely. You're <laughs> don't right. An it's, affair. it's yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's just something like that. So. The manipulation that Marilyn Manson Mm -hmm. obviously put on her. Like she said something about him putting her down in submission, you know, all that stuff. People with that narcissistic personality, knowing that this person was like, okay, being second to someone might have just taken full advantage and abused this person to uh, an extent. that
2: Probably took advantage of the low self-esteem.
0: Yes. And when I go, exactly. And when I go to the accountability, I'm not saying... Look, dude, I'll, I'll say this flat out. There's a whole industry based on preying on 18 and 19 year old girls, 20 year old girls, using manipulation, submission. Okay. We all know what it is. It's a billion dollar industry and it's always going to thrive and it's going to do this exact same thing, you know? But those girls aren't famous actresses. Mm-hmm. Those girls, you know, if they have two, three years in that business, they get thrown out and they can't get a job when they're 30 because of those two or three years. It doesn't really resonate. That's the stuff that's always bothered me. So when I see things like this, I'm like, this is just gossip news. Marilyn Manson, I thought would get taken down years, years ago. So this is not a surprise to Mm -hmm. me like this. I don't think this is a surprise to anyone. Um, And after she did that thing and she talked about it in court and he was asked in an interview and he shut down the interview, like it was always, always there. So when she finally brought it up, that was great. So. But my point is is that the, 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 the accountability part of w- w- we as a culture, w- where do we draw that line of like – because I, I actually I have a personal experience I'm dealing with right now that's kind of similar to this. So I'll bring that up in a little bit. But where do we draw the line on the predators, I guess, and the prey and them being
1: adults? Where do we draw that line? And that's where and that's where like when Evan Rachel Wood was trying to get that law passed, it doesn't make any sense because basically what are you going to do? You're going to say that, you know, even though you're 18 and 19, you can only the the age gets lifted from the age you're at right now to what, 25 or something. And then you got to wait another five. And then when you turn to 25, now you can be 35 years. I I actually don't understand where it ends.
0: I, it's funny you said that because I, I feel like the adult industry, you shouldn't be allowed in until you're 25. I've had that conversation for a long okay, time. Okay, I'm talking right.
1: about dating, though. My thing is, though, is when it well, comes to manipulation and stuff like that, okay. and you're talking about ages, everybody's different. And there are people that are younger that are manipulating older people, yeah, too. Of course. So, like, my point is, is when, you know, people like that come out with rules and mm-hmm. stuff, it's like she's putting too much of her own personal situation And trying to make it out like it's a national situation. That is your situation. When you were 19, you decided to date a guy who puts white makeup all over his fucking face who openly talks about using razor blades during sex and biting people during sex and drawing blood during sex. It's like the idea that you didn't know what you were getting into. It's like, again, it's so hard because you don't want to blame, but at the same time, it's like, well, then, Ever H. Wood, like, what, what is your solution? Well, in, how do you stop this from ever happening again? And the only way to do it is by by making this hard fucking law that protects people that might not need protecting. In fairness, though,
0: Marilyn Manson's appeal is... Danger. To, well, I mean, it is, but his appeal... I mean, you're saying, how did he appeal to her duty? appeals to the masses. Yes. He, he is a very appealing personality and he seems probably like probably
2: all of the charisma yeah that he all has. that
0: stuff and narcissists have that they have
2: exactly and they can brainwash yeah and that's they the whole can do thing that. so and so you have an 18 year old who mm-hmm. is probably trying to get into it and she meets this guy he's married he said whatever he was gonna say to her to probably you know get into it whatever hook mm-hmm, up whatever yeah. Um, and then, you know, he's brainwashing her. So maybe that's the grooming thing that she's and discussing. I think, and
1: I think that's why women like Ray, Ray, Evan, Rachel Wood, when they get older, especially 10 years removed and you when, start thinking about everything that went down all the times you were weak that you didn't even realize you were weak because exactly, you've heard so many other people's stories. Now, all of a sudden you're like, that did happen to me. That did happen to me. That well did that, happen But when me. you're in, but those hard lessons like, happen to all. But right.
2: when you're in the situation,
1: you don't know. No, you, you don't think know. It's normal. But that's what I'm getting at. And it's like, <laughs> So, so she has this epiphany ten years down the road, and yeah, I get it. But my thing is though is like, <laughs> Evan Rachel Wood. If it wasn't Marilyn Manson, I really do believe it was going to be someone else. Now, granted, you picked the worst fucking guy to to link up with. You yeah. picked the worst fucking guy to link up with. Bad boys, bad. The the girls love a bad boy. What's
0: that saying? Girls love a bad boy until they're bad, right? Isn't that, isn't that the
2: probably saying? I don't know. Yeah. It's
0: some sort of saying like that. Like they love. Oh, I just want to date the bad boy, but then when they're bad, you're like. Oh, but then you're in a toxic cloud, you can't get out, manipulation, all that mm-hmm. stuff happens, right? It happens in girls and guys. There's 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 both sides of, of course of gender. And especially oh. like who
2: knows what Marilyn Manson said to this 18-year-old, 19-year-old girl yeah. for him for her to be like, Well, you know, I I love him. I want to, you know, be in an affair with him or whatever, blah 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 blah.
0: He exploited, like I said, when you watch that heart-shaped glasses video, that was to me, it was just exploitive and, and gross of like it's shoving it in your face yeah. mm-hmm. that he's with this. Pretty much, you know, younger, young a person, teenager,
2: a teenager, yeah. pretty much. Like yeah. it's,
0: it's like Lolita, the movie. I, I, I mean, I remember. I think that was what the video was based on, with the little heart shaped glasses and stuff but like I, that. But the point is, is that like he was putting it out there to be like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And he loves to say, fuck you all, I'm better than you guys. Right. And he used her in that in that aspect, and I don't even know if she's aware of that. But this is yeah, what I'm really getting not. at. There but is, it did, it did it, like I said, for me, it, it completely cr- it ruined her career. My for thing me, is, though, is with Marilyn like Manson,
1: in order for them to convict him of anything, they're going to have to make a new law and say, all right, here's a brand new law that we're going to convict you for something you did 10 years ago. Well, it's like, dude, it's like, that's just, there's really... But I don't maybe know that's what the
2: he's, accountability that Pete's talking about. That's what I'm getting yes. at. Like I
1: don't know what he has done that is that could be categorized as illegal. Icky, yes, <laughs> mm. but not illegal. And that's and that, and that's where Meryl Manson does get off. It's like ah, it's still legal. You know, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. And then he flaunts it in their face. And then it, all it does is get people angry. And mm-hmm. then eventually, though, Manson, you. You're gonna have to answer to those angry people and you're doing it right now. And the only fan I'm sorry, no, yeah.
2: I was gonna say, don't you think there's a, a a line between acting and having like this, you know, persona mm-hmm. of like I'm icky, I'm gonna you know, whatever, I blah 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 blah, but like Behind closed doors.
0: I've seen this. It's you different, know? but I mean, when you read, I read his book, Long, Hard Road, right when it came out, I got it autographed by him. and He was really, wow. he, was, he was cool and all this stuff. Back, mm-hmm. this is like 99 or something like that. And I read the book and Back I remember the, rape. the The book, yeah, probably during, uh, at the yeah. time, but oh. you, you read the book and you're like, this isn't a real person. He's just a fuck. It. he's just writing a character. Right. Like yeah. it's not even real. But, and it's, and, and that's the whole thing is that, that like, so. But there, you could get lost in that
1: character though, dude. Yeah, Alice was, Cooper has said that
0: exactly what i was gonna say i go I, at that time i think he was really playing the character well and that he's m- morphed into that's who he is yeah
2: because, yeah. because so as he's grown older he's like well this is who i am i yeah. think so
0: now yeah. all of a sudden it seems that a, way there's
1: an expectation of you to act out now whenever the cameras are on him now look i got this 18 19 year old arm candy on mm. me and it's like you know and then you hear all the stories and then when he gets brought up what does man to do he doesn't deny it Matter of fact, he goes along with it. Oh, he owns lets everything. The legend, he owns lets his the drug legend problem, build. Everything. Yeah. It's just it's there, there's a there's a way that he handles it that up until now he's been able to get away with it, and I still think he's gonna look. By this time, we've already brought this up. His 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 his, his music. He's still putting out decent music. I, I enjoyed the last album, but his on stage is a complete fucking joke. He doesn't care about his fans. He doesn't care about himself. And it's obvious. And
0: it's like the only fan base he's had is, is been the diehard fan base. He's not going to lose them because that's all he has left because of everything you're saying. They were the ones that bought into that shit. So him getting canceled, quote unquote, as he's doing right now, with all the movie stuff or any other avenues news that he had that his name's going i mean that's gonna that's gonna hurt him in the long run
2: yeah with but as far financially, as financially
0: like, but his fans that never left him after everything we just talked about they're not going to leave they're him. they're not going to leave
2: him and i they're think that's that's what makes it a little bit harder you know for you know for any victim mm. who's like gone through you know, abuse because I've read the comments that people have left about on the story. Mm. And it's like, well, she just wants money. She's not famous enough. You know, it's her fault. It's, you know, this blame, 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 blame on, on Evan Rachel Wood. So it's like, what if, you know, somebody who was raped and wants to come forward, they can't because they're afraid that they're going to have the same backlash as someone who's, you know, right. And and, and regardless if it's Joe Schmo or Marilyn Manson, they're still going to get that backlash. And that's why people like, that's why, you know, these survivors
1: are scared to come forward. And, 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 and exactly. And there's well, always. When they, but when <laughs> they
0: come forward, it seems like, and, and hopefully you guys can agree or disagree, it seems like the media isn't doing anything to benefit them. They're just writing the stories. So what they can do is cash in on the drama. Oh, so, well,
2: yeah, there's because that element too. These stories,
0: this story only matters because it's Marilyn Manson mm-hmm. and actress Evan Rachel Wood. If this happened in a poor neighborhood, I just talked about a, a horrible industry that that does this to girls. If that th- this stories like this can go up every day, left and right on Instagram and you can get three likes. Nobody cares. It's mm-hmm. only fodder because it's famous people and saying to me, that's where I, I, I get kind of like upset about it. I'm like saying that this spotlight only matters because we're canceling someone famous is where I feel like we're taking a step
1: back. Well, right. Because, well, because look, man, with these with this, because it doesn't culture, matter if you're not famous with this whole pitchforks and torches culture that mm-hmm. we're living in right now, the turn the village against the monster culture that we're living in right now, you're always going to get that, dude. And it's like, and it, whenever, whenever the group gets in this mentality of just going after this one guy, like they are with Marilyn Manson, mm-hmm. right? It's like, They know Again, we've talked about this so many times. Nobody really knows what's going on. Mm -hmm. Every rape victim that has commented about the Evan Rachel Wood thing, guess what? Her isolated incident is different, completely different than Evan Rachel Woods. Matter of fact, we don't even know if we could say that she is a victim or just, or she's a victim of being manipulated, but it's like, as far as like, a sex crime she, she did as,
0: state that she was that he had sex with her when she was unconscious so i mean that's and that's, that's gross not good. as
1: fuck dude <laughs> no, not good. That's no gross. Th- i
0: mean she stated that in in in, in some form but, so mm-hmm. there, I'm, I'm saying there, rape rape did occur during the relationship i it, think according
1: to right her. right
0: not, and, to him it's like no it didn't
1: and here's so, the sad yeah. part and here's the sad part i would like to know how different she felt when it happened then compared to now I think back then when it happened and at that moment, because she was brainwashed, she was just kind of like, eh, whatever. That's just my cra- that's just my crazy boyfriend. Yeah. And it's like and then you wait 10 years down the road, you grow a little bit. You hear other people's stories. And now, all of a sudden, that rage just keeps building but and building also, and building.
2: What if at the time she did feel like it was not good and she wanted to come forward? But because she's she'd be going against Marilyn Manson, who has crazy fans, who has a lot of followers, who's extremely famous What if she just didn't want to come out that back even back then?
1: And that's the thing. And it's like when you have fans of someone like Marilyn Manson, they're
2: they're rabid i mean yeah. the, the guy
1: would throw live animals into his a- audiences and then they'd throw body parts back up on the stage i mean it's like the guy he Wait, is he, that true yes he had a gift where he like, like chickens and stuff like that but oh, yeah. like
2: body parts like human body parts? no
1: no no like chicken like Aww. chicken legs and okay stuff like uh, that,
0: yeah. the, the lore of Mary man hey guys we did a six hour documentary on him on rise to offend if you guys want to hear we started from here you pretty much hear all this stuff about Evan Rachel Wood, right? Yeah, we, we did six and a half hours. I don't remember that part. Right, right, right. Well, <laughs> so. I mean, it's just,
1: it's just. I mean, I've I've read plenty of articles where they've done yeah. stuff like that, but I mean, it's like.
2: But going back to your point, yes, like that's crazy. Going back, crazy back, to, rabid going back fans. to the point,
1: yeah, exactly. It's like he had the ability to bring the worst out of some people, mm-hmm. you know, and. Just like we said, dude, the guy's a constant narcissist.
2: Well, I mean, if you think about it, if he's able to do that with masses of people, what makes you think that he's not able to do that with with an 18-year-old girl, girl, especially when it's now sex is involved? And
0: it's just... I don't think think anybody should doubt that he manipulated brainwashed her no, of into submission <laughs> everything she's saying i don't think she should doubt i all don't that. think we should yeah. doubt any of it i don't think i don't think if, if if you people are it's i don't i think you're not realizing the personality that he is I don't, i'm not doubting that or at accepting all. it yeah or yeah exactly you're yeah. looking the other way you know um
1: it's just the thing is though is the the unfortunate truth is is there are plenty of women that are in relationships like this mm-hmm. And they have and, talked and themselves, men. and men. But yeah. I'm saying it's like, but they have talked themselves into believing that this is the norm. And they're like, oh, I just love rough sex. I just like it crazy. And it's like, and then sometimes though, you don't even realize the trap that you're yeah, in.
2: Yeah, or they're just scared. And that's the, and that's yeah. the
1: worst part. If you would have talked to Re- Evan Rachel Wood at 19, she would have defended the fuck out of everything that's going and on. This, this, this
0: brings you to something that's actually happening yes. in my personal life. Like uh, we have a family member who is of her age. That's, uh, is dating a guy that's 35 and it's just a fry cook, right? Mm -hmm. At the restaurant she works at. And this guy's got three kids with three different women, you know, and it's just a horrible situation and she's doing drugs with them, all these things. And every family member, myself included, every one of us are like, dude, you have to get away from this person. This is not good. This is not good. This is not good. And her reaction is like, fuck all you guys. Yeah, that's what the, she,
1: the, for there, love, when, when somebody not, loves someone and, and the other person says, get away from that, there is a reaction. It is vicious. Mm-hmm. You will lose your friends and family for a fucking dirtbag.
0: And we're all blaming him. Yeah. We're all like, it's not her, you know. But that's when I, that's to so go for a circle. That's when we go. Like, where is the accountability here? We're begging, we're pleading, you know. Mm-hmm. You're you're going to court over some this guy and other people's children. You're not even twenty yet. All these things. So it's like, and I don't want to get too into detail because, like I said, it's still ongoing. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that that's where I sit there and I'm like, there. Women just unfortunately, when they're in this toxic cloud. Whatever they see, they see. At yeah. that it age. also
2: boils down to their self-esteem.
0: Yeah, but you how? Know? How does because how, they don't?
2: How, they don't think that they can get someone better or someone else. How,
0: how do you change that from the outside looking in? When when you actually see when you're actually say Evan Reacher with friends and family, you you're can't. like, dude, dude, this is bad yeah. for you.
2: They have that, to see it for themselves. They have to
0: see it for themselves. Okay, then then where is the accountability of staying in a toxic relationship? That's like what that? I'm talking about. It's like, that's where... Where is the accountability? That's what I'm trying to say. It's like, And I'm not blaming her. Everybody, do not for one second say I'm blaming her for what happened to her. I blame Marilyn Manson solely. But to solve things, we have to talk this part out. When people are unwilling to listen and it goes down... Say my family member gets pregnant and there's the fourth kid from this guy. Let's, it's, that's not happening, knock on wood. It hasn't happened. But let's just say that does occur... And then she looks back and the, this happens to someone else, you know, down the road. Yeah, she's going to completely feel like all these horrible things were his fault. And they, they kind of primarily are. But the, the thing is, is that how do you get people to listen?
1: But that's my thing. It's like that's where it's going on right now with Eva Rachel Wood. It's like she now knows hindsight. Baby. hindsight yeah, yeah. she now she now knows that every article mm-hmm. that, that she was reading that was blasting Marilyn Manson was true. She now knows that every every time her parents or her family members or her friends were like this guy is poison stay away. I love him. You don't know what we have just because you and then this is where these people they'll go just because you have like a boring marriage and you come home and you kiss each other on the cheek. I want to live. It's just they're done. What I,
0: what I get is don't worry. I know what I'm doing. No, see, mm-hmm. That's what I get. But don't I'm, worry.
1: I'm not stupid. I know what but, I'm doing, but you know what I'm talking about. Well, you're like, the, dude, you know, the people, <laughs> you know, the people that just all they want to do is knock down your life because you're happy, but it's boring. They want to make it out like that's the worst thing. How many times do you hear people like when they're 20 years old. off well, i get a minivan you could just shoot me in the face well now you got three kids stupid and it's the prime vehicle to move three kids around get your fucking minivan and understand the type of person you are but
0: hard lessons that we all have like i said we've i, I don't know if you guys have been mm-hmm. i can speak for myself. I, I we've all been in toxic relationships where we're in the cloud and we're getting treated horribly but there's something inside us there's a pride there's something that's like no 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 we can fix this person and we can make people- them work that's a normal thing.
2: I think people just look at the uh, the end result. They think that there's a the perfection the and worst, they're trying
0: to get. And for me, yeah. you know, like I said, I'm not I'm not putting myself in. When I got out of that, it was still really dark. It was like I, I hated myself. There was all these horrible yeah. things. And then after time, you're like, holy Man. shit! Thank the Lord I got out of that. Because I got to tell you what but I hate P two. That process. Yeah. Oh, nah, no. joking. Oh
2: buddy. <laughs> that process.
0: <laughs> Leads to, for all of us, it it leads to, I don't want to say, to me, it led to indifference. But to some people, it's going to lead to hate because they were taken advantage of. I I was taken advantage of in a a situation. I'm sure you guys might have been as well. But I have to somehow stop and be like, hey, when I was in there, I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't educated enough. I didn't know what to do. And I'm lucky that I do now. And that's why I'm lucky. I'm happy now in my life. I feel this a sane weight for the people that never got out. I and I feel like Evan Rachel will got out. So it's it's a survivor, like you said. Mm-hmm. But the focus to me has always been the ones that can't get out. It's not the ones that did get out.
1: Well, this is the worst part about people that can't get out, because especially as an outsider, because we've all been that friend where we watch their watch our buddy or, you know, be in this horrendous fucking thing. Right. And I've been wrong. Mm-hmm. I've been wrong. I've told people, dude, that chick is bad. That guy is bad. And then t- come to find out. nope, they've actually they just had to get rid of all the bad wiring they had from previous relationships. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, you show so, people love
0: the uh, people change.
1: Sometimes, they, yeah. so, sometimes, sometimes. sometimes, sometimes. sometimes yeah. So, but my thing is always with ever and, and ever in Rachel woods case, it's like, there's a part of her where there's the anger gets compounded because she did stick up for this fucking villain. And to all the people there's and there. And when you end up realizing that everyone else was right and you were wrong, sometimes you do, you have situations. Resentment, yeah. Yeah. You have resentment. So it's like you grow up, you know, now because she is on a grand stage, she can drop this final fucking wrecking ball and make it out. Like now I'm going to take him out. Now I'm going to kill this pain, but I'm sorry. The pain's always going to be there. It's always going to be there. You think it's just like Pete always talks about no justice. He's like, you know, if somebody killed a, 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 a friend or something like that, should I go out there and kill that guy? And he's like, no, that's not going to bring my friend back. I'm still going to be sad. I'm still going to be the same sad Them alive same in jail as, doesn't Yeah, them, them alive back, in yeah. jail. Now, granted, you don't want this person roaming the streets. Obviously, yes, catch this son of a bitch. But, but when you're talking about just when you think this is just going to make you feel better, it doesn't. There's, it
0: doesn't. We're fragile people, and there are things that can happen to each and every one of us that will change us for the negative and we'll never be back to the person we were.
1: So if you're 18 or 19 years old and a 35-year-old man wearing white makeup— wants to hook up with you say
2: and his name is Marilyn
1: no no it's just and his name <laughs> is Joe Smith who cares he's got white makeup on and black eyeliner all across his eyes like Different this colored is, eyes. yeah this is what he wears to go to Walmart if this is the guy that fucking tries to hit on you go the other way yeah. real simple you can't you can't love your, you can't love
0: anyone else on this planet until you learn to love yourself bottom line okay and when you do that you'll never be second best you'll never put yourself at the starting line in the wrong position And you'll learn that the hard way. So people, just remember, everybody, you're second to none out there. Men, women, if someone's treating you differently, hey, Get the hard lesson. Do the hard stuff. Kick but, him in the taint. But uh, yeah, yeah, kick him in it, the taint. Yeah, it's it's good. And so we'll, we'll we'll continue. Like I said, this this all happened in five days. You know, I, and there's part there's more to the story of
1: like he's West,
2: having a really bad 2021.
1: Yeah. Look, man, that guy's have had a he's had a bad decade. That guy has completely fallen apart. Wes Borland's like he's a bad guy. Cool, I have Trent no problem Reznor. with that.
0: Yeah, you know what? Trent Reznor was a fucking horrible bully all in the '90s. So he can go fuck himself, according <laughs> to me. All right. Oh, I'm a good guy now, dude. Fuck you. You, you, you fucking help build that beast. So don't yeah. fucking come at us now like, oh, I want nothing to do with it. You were a part of it, bro. Sorry. You know. Fucking! I hate that shit. Just don't talk. Like,
2: you know, oh my god! Talk. I think that's the maddest I've ever seen, Pete. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: exactly. Dude, yeah, go fuck someone like an animal. The story, Whoa. the story of of uh, of him him. I don't know if you see guys. What you did there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah Pete I just kept talking. Doesn't uh, wow. matter. Daisy Berkowitz's father it. passed away, uh, and when they were making an Antichrist Superstar, mm-hmm. and uh, he his father gave him a guitar, and Trent Reznor was like, "Hey, play it like this," and he went in there and he smashed Daisy Berkowitz's guitar, laughed, and left. Now we're talking about this guy, like he's not a fucking bully. <laughs> yeah. Axel Rose doesn't need to tell me Vince Neal is bad. That's my point. All right. <laughs> Even though he's probably not as bad. Just let it go. It's so, so yeah, dude. So everybody coming out in the wardrobe, making comments to save themselves. Dude, you were part of that Marilyn Manson train. You weren't a part of that relationship. You don't have to fucking comment, but you can say the guy is a bad dude. And that's that. So with that. <sighs> We did it. We got through it. All right.
1: I don't know. We might get some hate mail. We might not. I don't Aww. know. I don't care. You read it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: As email. Yeah.
1: I'm like God, God. knows how many times people have uh, given me death threats. And Pete's like, I'm like, any any fan mail? And he's Pete's like, nope. Everything's great. <laughs> I vet
0: very well to keep Aww. you guys motivated and going. I vet
1: very That's well. Oh, nice. uh, thank you for being my bubble.
0: I'm not. Aww. I'm not gonna let anybody hurt your feelings. Oh, no, uh, thanks, buddy. These are buddy. safe space. And they can hurt mine because you know I don't give a fuck. You know. I just I just kind of I'm, I I can bounce right back. So. Anyways, with that, guys, we did it. We did the hard news this Yay. week, like like we did a couple weeks ago with John Schaefer. We're really hoping there's not hard news next week, even though it probably generates a shit ton of money for the site. So maybe That's we true. want hard news. I don't fucking know.
1: No. <laughs> right? so, I don't want hard news.
0: I don't want hard news. I want to talk jokey news. That's I hate I, rape. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all do. So w- with that, though, let's go to a fun chat, a great chat. I always love talking to Simone, guys. Let's go. Simone Simons from Epica. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Petter, Metal Sucks Podcast. On the phone, I got Simone from Epica. We are here to celebrate their new record, Omega, which is coming out February 26th, guys. Now, Simone, let's go back a little ways here because you guys did recently put out The Essence of Epica, which is available right now, guys, if you haven't picked this up at epicabook.com. Um, and it, it took it's your first real book after 1,000 shows that you guys kind of did. Tell us about the book and kind of uh, putting that together.
3: Uh, Yeah, we wrote the Essence of Epica during our tour break, after we were done uh, with the world tour of the holographic principle. And um, yeah, so no distractions from touring, time to sit back and revisit all those memories that we have uh, collected over the years. And um, we worked together with the same... uh, Company that also created the book for Lacuna Coil and Opath, and uh, yeah we thought the time was right to do to do that as well. So we set up many meetings to talk about the album. We had like joint snap sessions with the author. We had single sessions and we just went chronologically from the beginning, the first album to the next album and uh, we also had our uh, a tour manager that was with us for the long, for a long time, interviewed um, our producers, Sasha Pet and Joost we were also interviewed our manager, so to get many different sides of the story, and uh, yeah, it turned out quite, quite the book. We all dug in our own personal archives, so we asked our moms and dads and family members to see if they still had some cute Baby photos that w- were not already posted on on the on the internet, so we could put it in the book. And uh, yeah, I think it's uh, turned out great, and it's it's available on a separate website. Not many many people know that that it's available on epicabook and not on our official uh, Epica website.
0: Yes, yes. And now out of all those pictures, can you tell us maybe the, your favorite one or one that comes into mind of your journey, the 15 years with Epica, and maybe the story behind that photo?:
3: Oh, I might have to go downstairs and get the book myself and have a look at it. but there is, like before like the start of my musical journey, there's one photo or two, actually, one of me from my very first show at the musical where I was wearing some kind of leopard pants and I remember I was so nervous my heart was about to jump out of my chest Um, and a photo of me and one of my aunts who is actually a classical uh, singing teacher or yes vocal teacher and she came to listen to my voice I think I was 16 or so and she uh, I, I sang some songs for her And I remember she she then said, maybe you should wait two more years when you're a little bit more, um, when you've matured a little more before you dive into classical, professional classical singing. But I disregarded her (laughs) her, uh, advice and went to get classical singing lessons. And uh, from the Epica photos, there there are a couple, I guess, there might also be one or two where I'm pregnant. I'm not sure. For me, that was a very special time in my life um, to be, you know, to become a mother, and then also the the arrival of the new album, then Quantum Enigma. So that's kind of a special time in my life. And uh, yeah, I, I have to actually get the book Oh, because I'm not so sure which which photos are in there, but I guess. I already gave you some options. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Memory Lanes, it's always been a great time. And like to to go back through photos, I think it's a lot of fun. So everybody, if you guys haven't yet, make sure you check it out. It's epicabook.com, as we just mentioned. And there is signature versions still available, to my knowledge, which I think are, is, is a real special copy for that. But we are here, as we just talked about, is to celebrate the new album, Omega. Now, you yes. guys um, record this primarily in rural Holland together. Now, tell us about the experience of being in the same vicinity in recording this album.
3: It was great because it's not something that is normal to us. We live in four different countries and in between touring, we just didn't have the time or energy to meet up in person to uh, write on the album. And, um, after our sabbatical, we thought, you know, there's, there are no tours, no distractions. We're all well rested. So, uh, yeah, in order to, Kind of reinvent ourselves. <laughs> we went back to the roots and set up uh, six different home studios, or seven actually, because Joost, our producer, was also there. And uh, we were all working simultaneously on all the songs, working on vocal lines, working on lyrics, uh, working on the orchestration. And we had an immediate exchange of, of creative ideas, which made the process much faster and more efficient.
0: Nice. What was the last record that you guys got together, like in that environment, and recorded, if I may ask? Uh,
3: I think Design Universe, probably. Mm.
4: Mm, nice.
3: Yeah, or not even Design Universe. I mean, I don't know. Did I, I, I? live in Germany since a while, but I live now in the south of Germany. I used to live close to the Dutch border, so mm. it it was basically still the Netherlands for me. But, uh, Mark lives in Sicily now since many years as well. and uh, uh, yeah, it's of course difficult now, even more than back in the day, to uh, to meet up because we've been such a heavy touring band that all those three days in between we wanted to be home <laughs> and not be stuck uh, writing songs and you know being away from our family
0: absolutely uh, this record's amazing i think every fan out there is going to be extremely like i needed this record as soon as i got it i'm like oh this is what i needed this is because it's been a, it's been you know five years i guess four four and some change really but uh for us fans and you guys really knocked it out of the park so it just feels like there's a special almost like uh chemistry you know going into every one of these songs now one of the things that i did really uh find interesting is, is on one of the tracks if i'm not mistaken uh Code of Life. There is a children's like orchestra choir behind there. Um, tell us about yeah, that. Och- that choir, show. yeah. Yeah, choir. Sorry about that. I said children's orchestra. Yeah, <laughs> the children's choir. <laughs>
3: That's okay.
0: Uh, tell us about that, and because the element it really gives you the goosebumps when you hear those voices come in. And uh, I thought that was a really great addition. This is the first time you guys did something like that. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, it's the first time we worked with a full children's choir uh, with the holographic principle. Uh, the intro of the album are. Um, the two children of Kuhn our keyboarder, are singing in the intro, mm-hmm. and uh, working with the children choir was uh, a bucket list item of Kuhn that he really wanted to do, and I think you, you hear it also on the Skeleton Key, it's in Kingdom of Heaven Part 3, uh, and a couple more parts on the album. I think it it's a great addition, and it totally sets the mood. Like you say, it's it's a little bit a uh, little bit mysterious, a little bit spooky as well. And uh, that luckily was recorded before the um, before the pandemic hit mm-hmm. us. We have we had everything recorded right up until the lead vocals. And Mark and I, we both had to search for alternative options to record our vocals. But luckily, the choir and orchestra which is a lot of people together in the same room, which seems totally unnatural nowadays. Uh, that was all done before the pandemic.
0: And uh, another thing I noticed just in the liner notes is that Yost, your producer, um, this is the first time he's mixing the record. Was that kind of more of convenience or was that kind of something you guys wanted him to do? Um, it was, I mean, more convenience because of the pandemic or was it something you guys wanted him to do because he's been your producer for the last three or four records?
3: Well, he, uh, we did this uh, EP called Attack on Titan, where we did mm-hmm. cover tracks of the anime series. And that was the first uh, yeah, music that Joost mixed for us. And then after um, the Design Universe anniversary tour, uh, we remixed the album, and Joost also did that. So he had some time to practice, so to say, <laughs> with the EPIC and material. And... Um, with Omega, that that's the full length studio album with new songs that he has mixed, and I think he did a great job.
0: Oh, I think fantastic. Now, one thing that I I did it, this is technically, if I'm if I'm mistaken, as far as the uh, the trilogy goes, the metaphysical trilogy is what it's called. Um, this is the final chapter. Now, does it feel good to get the concept completed? Um, for you as an artist and to start afresh or is there more you want to say with this kind of concept
3: well that's actually a question mark can probably answer better because he's uh, the writer of the music mm. and the lyrics so it's his idea but he does like to work in threes because uh, also the, um, the number three kind of has a special meaning And uh, he's always worked with trilogies like The Embrace That's Mothers, A New Age Dawn. There's always one, part two, three, and then it's done. There's never a part four. (laughs) There's always uh, something else coming after this. So um, I don't know. That's a question for Mark. (laughs) And,
0: and, And another trilogy that did get completed on here is the Kingdom of Heaven trilogy that started all the way at Design Your Universe. Then quantum enigma, and then part three is on this record. Have you guys even talked about playing all those songs in order live for us fans, by any chance?
3: Yes, yes, we have thought about it, and um, we all have our, our favorite kingdom of heavens. <laughs> uh, but we'll see if we do it like one, two, three, or if we uh, do it in a, in a different order. But it's definitely, uh, it's definitely an option. Yeah,
0: that's exciting. That's really exciting. Now, when we're talking about live shows, obviously. At this point, we never really know. I know that uh, some shows are booked for festivals in the summer. Fingers crossed that those are going to happen. I think your guys' tour with Apocalyptica is now in January of 2022, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Yes. And uh, so the thing that a lot of bands have been doing, and me as a fan that I've really, truly loved, is the streaming shows. Now, you guys do, as you mentioned, live in all different areas. So it might be a little bit harder for you guys. But has there been any discussion Of maybe trying to put something together for this album
3: yeah I mean uh, if if we are really bad like if we have really bad luck the festivals might not even happen this year Mm -hmm. and we postpone the album release um, because of the tour being postponed and now it's postponed again which means we cannot promote the album so we are looking into alternative ways of presenting the album and yeah, a lot of bands have been doing streams in all different shapes and sizes. So, um, yeah, we're looking into that as well.
0: Interesting. I, I really like it. Now, you just personally, out of curiosity, would you want to present a stream where you play at the, like this album in its entirety? Or would you rather feel like, let me take advantage and, and just do a, a long show, kind of doing your guys' whole career?
3: Uh, I guess... If, if we were to do it, it would be a combination of both presenting the new material and uh, also other songs as well. I mean, this uh, we will not have the routine of playing the new material the way uh, we would have it if we had a normal tour, which means that uh, you also get a fill Fill in the gaps with songs you know are great live songs and not just play all new material because that's been proven a little bit the formula of a successful show whenever you have a new album to still add, add in the classics because that's what the fans also like the most. So are moments of, how do you say, uh, songs they recognize, moments of recognition, so to say. And the only... The positive thing about the, the albums coming out now before we are able to tour is that the fans do have the opportunity to get acquainted with the new album and uh, study those songs. And so that by the time we go on stage, they can sing them sing along.
0: Yes, no, it's a very true. There, there are positives, there's always a silver lining throughout it. Um, one of the things is that I know that you're a big fan of making music videos for the band that's kind of one of your favorite parts of uh you know the the industry if i may and you guys still get to do that now your first single abyss of time that video did come out it turned out great but what was your favorite part of uh that video and in, in making that
3: uh yeah i i just love being creative in any way possible and the photography or the fo- photo shoots video shoots i always Love to do because that's the cherry on the cake. That's the visual side of um, a news, creating a new music and a CD. You know the artwork. I just I love that very much and playing with hair and makeup and outfits and uh, cameras and yeah, that's my my kind of uh, world. <laughs> I I enjoy it very much. It, I don't see it as a punishment i mean the guys they hate to wait and they feel like useless anyway mostly the singers have more work during these kind of uh, jobs so uh but i i enjoy it immensely it's just it's it's a lot of fun
0: now have you ever directed anything if if i'm if i misspoke i'm sorry but have you ever directed anything like music video or anything like that
3: no, no, not really. I mean, I also do photography and mm-hmm. I had to film some stuff for my husband, but I'm not that well trained in that area yet, no.
0: Is that something that you want to do in the future or is it just something that is kind of just a thought process right now?
3: Um, I'm not so much into video mm-hmm. myself, more photography um but i do of course for my my social media channels uh and also my yeah youtube and instagram i have to do some videos as well so um i can do basic stuff and that's fun for me but i have this love-hate relationship with my gimbals i somehow can't figure out how to operate them without crashing the camera so uh <laughs> It's always a little bit a frustrating process, uh, for me, but I do like to give creative ideas when it comes to filming, which shots, which movements, edits and stuff like that. Uh, but it's hard work videos.
0: Oh yeah, no, it's, it's, everything's rewarding, but everything rewarding is extremely hard. And, and, uh, there's always a, a moment of frustration through creation. I, I think that, uh. The more you do it, the easier it is. But I remember at first, yes, it's extremely, extremely difficult. Um, And one thing that I did love that you guys did during this time is that you did release an acoustic version of the single as well. Are there more acoustic versions of some of these songs that you guys recorded? Or was it that just kind of a one off?
3: There are a couple more songs. And we released a lot of uh, vlogs about the writing and recording process, Mm. mainly the recording process of the album. Uh, which are available on our YouTube channel, and there you can also hear our um, the acoustic recording session, and then you can hear some more music from other songs uh, as well, like little little snippets. So
0: nice, everybody! But we
3: have recorded a couple of uh, acoustic songs. Yeah.
0: Oh, excellent! Everybody, make sure you go check that out. It's at the Epica YouTube channel. Now, during this time, like the last show you performed if i'm not mistaken is 2018 that was your guys' 1000th show is that correct or have you performed since then
3: Yeah we have performed since then we okay. we did the some mini tours to promote the Design Universe anniversary edition Okay um we did some festivals and we also played at the 70,000 ton of metal and a show in Montreal Los Angeles and New York and that was last year, January, and we haven't played any shows since since then.
0: Gotcha. So it's been about a year. So it hasn't been as long as I, I first thought uh, for a second there, which is, that's great news. But um, during the, the downtime, because you guys, the first 15 years, it's been pretty much nonstop, touring, recording, touring, recording. During the downtime, did you, did you find any new habits or new things that you kind of uh, really enjoy cre- to be creative?
3: Yeah, I guess. I had more time for my photography mm-hmm. as well. Um, even though when I'm on tour, I get I see a lot more people that I can photograph as when I'm home. Uh, but I loved hanging out with my family and friends as well, and just to be home, cook, and uh, enjoy the peace and quiet. And that year flew by. I mean, we 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 spend a lot of time working on the uh, on the book. So. Um, I still had many evenings where I had to, you know, work on my computer and, uh, um, yeah, we were still working on other Epica-related stuff. Um, But, yeah, I live close to the forest. I enjoy making, like, little mini trips. We live in a very beautiful part of Germany. Uh, But as you get older, time flies by super fast. So that year was gone almost like a blink of an eye.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I completely hear you. I have uh, three boys myself, and um, I really, I, I can't tell you those four years now, five years. Yeah, it's been it's been nonstop. It's nonstop. But man, so rewarding. And it's made me uh, just a happier person. My kids show me how to live every day, you know. And uh, I, I wouldn't trade that for the world. Um, despite the well, time. it sounds
3: like uh, chaos. But three oh, boys.
0: Oh, it's chaos. It is. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> Every day something's broken. You know, I have a little cleanup time, but still, <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> it's, it's, how
3: far a, apart are they age wise?
0: 11, 5, and uh, 18 months or fifth 16 months, not 18 months. I'm sorry. So, yeah, they're, they're all about uh, completely different channels of life. So, uh, it's kind of, uh, so
3: not all three of them are still wearing diapers. That's a big difference. <laughs> no, just the one. That makes
0: a yeah, yeah, that's it. And it does. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. And, um, but, yeah, I got to tell you, it's, uh, it's like I'm practicing on one to the next and I'm thinking I'm going to be perfect by the third. <laughs> like as schooling goes and all those things, it's like, hey, I'm getting my lessons a little bit as they go through it together, you know? So I, I think mm. that that works out. That's going to be fun. And that, to me, is the silver lining of the year of staying home and you know their schooling from home out here in the States and all that stuff. So it's been really – I think I'm really lucky that I get to see them as much as I have. Because I think normally that wouldn't have mm-hmm. happened. You know, we would have been at work, at school, separated. But now it's been almost like this uh, unity together. It's been- yeah,
3: it is It is uh, definitely the silver lining. I, I, I see like that as well.
0: Yeah. Because so- when
3: they're tiny, they, they grow up so fast.
0: Oh man, I feel every day he wakes up. the The five year old, I feel like he's longer. Like I'm like, did you grow last night? Every day, <laughs> I feel like. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's my seven year old as well. He's he's growing at the moment like crazy. He's also eating like a horse.
0: <laughs> See that one? I got yeah. My fi- my five year old will not eat. I'm still in that phase where he'll just eat like macaroni and cheese. It drives me crazy. But hopefully, hopefully, he grows out of that because it's it's so hard. He'll eat like three bites yeah. and just be done. It kind of drives me crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kinda... But they
3: get what they need. I mean, that's uh, yes. every child is different. But
0: uh, Yeah, absolutely. He might
3: be snacking in the pantry when you're not watching.
0: Most likely Oreos, yeah.
3: <laughs> <But> most <laughs> yeah, likely things. Yeah,
0: he's growing, so he can grab them now. He can, he can get in the pantry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's uh, that's that's just the the great thing about the year off. I think that a lot of us have have taken now. But are you antsy? Are you like I want to get back on the road, or is it kind of like I, when it happens, it happens? Yeah,
3: I'm a little antsy. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, ants in my pants. <laughs> I, I, I'm very uh, impatient but uh, that's also due to the fact that we had the sabbatical before the pandemic hit Mm -hmm. so we already had that break and we were gearing up to go back on stage and yeah that's just not happening right now and uh, a lot of my colleagues in the business are also getting itchy and like ah, especially the touring musicians there are some that love to be in the studio and love to write songs all the time but that's not me i'm very like routine okay we got a new album now we go on the road i can't now start writing new material i still i'm with my head at omega at the moment
0: yeah absolutely no i come i i completely understand that like because this is this is such a i mean your guys's material has been so consistent and strong but i think this record is just really really because there, there was a gap you know usually we get a record every two years three years and then the five-year gap this record was such a welcoming thing for us fans um and that's too, that's another thing as a fan i'm antsy like i want to see every band they come through las vegas i'm gonna go to like every show when it comes in 2022 2021 whenever so there's gonna be this group i guess all of us that just love the music and the scene there's just gonna be this group hug when this starts back up, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be great. Yeah. We're going to be so happy. Nothing can make us sad. It's going to be great. Um, and it's going to, I think, kind of reconnect us together um, because, you know, nobody, at least me, I never imagined a world where I wouldn't be able to, to see bands perform or artists, you know, stuff like that. So face to face with the amps in my face. And so, so I really think it, it's going to be a great thing when it, when it's back on track. That's what I think, but I'm a positive dude. So. Um, what, yeah
3: fingers crossed
0: fingers crossed exactly there's going to be challenges but yeah fingers crossed all the way so with omega as we were talking um there's a lot of a lot so much going into this one um lyrically you know, there is always a concept behind your guys's albums not always but for the most part for the modern day fans but lyrically there is a lot of personal touches to it now when you write lyrics do you kind of have to maintain the storyline, or do you just come straight from the heart and kind of personalize it?
3: Yeah, more the latter, I would say. Mark comes up with the title, and uh, we both write lyrics, so it's almost like 50-50, and uh, he writes the songs, uh, the lyrics for the songs that he musically composed as well, and uh, yeah, he talks about his topics but I'm not 100% uh, obliged to write in the same thought, you know. Um, it's not a concept album. The only official concept album that we had where we like both decided to write about the same topics would be the Divine Conspiracy. But there is a red line going through the whole album, and... Um, the, the green tablets, which are the oldest found wisdom stones, are t- taking a central part in many of the lyrics. And uh, the album was supposed to be called the, or Mark had the idea to call it the Omega Point, which is the spiritual scientific belief that everything in the universe is fated to spiral towards a final point of divine unification. The Big Bang is the origin of the universe and the Omega Point is, is the end. So the Earth, when it reaches the Omega Point, everything that exists becomes one with divinity. That's that's the line, the, the thought behind Omega. But all the lyrics, the, re- the biggest red line going through the lyrics for me is the balance, the contrast uh, between light and dark and that we are all existing out of light and dark and that we need to keep those two in balance and then there are some songs that step out of that like um global warming uh genome editing uh yeah nightmares (laughs) uh um, esoteric science the big uh big part is you know the battle between light and dark and our spiritual freedom and that we all have this inner labyrinth in which we're trying to navigate and, uh, yeah, that we are the masters of our own mind. Those are a little bit, the, the topics going through all the lyrics.
0: Exciting guys. So, um, everybody, I want to tell you one more time, do not miss out. Make sure you're pre-ordering the new record Omega. It's coming out February 26th. Guys, go pick up, epica's book the essence of epica epica with that simone always a pleasure to get you on the show and i want to thank you so much for calling to the metal sucks podcast
3: thank you too and uh, stay healthy and keep those boys uh, away from the oreos
0: <laughs> <laughs> i can't promise you that but i will try how's that <laughs> cool okay <laughs> Sucks podcast.
4: The Metal Sucks Podcast.
0: Alright guys, and we are back. First song you heard is off of Epica's latest record, Omega. It is coming out February 22nd. Guys, make sure you pre-order this record. It is fantastic, man. I I really, I said in the interview, I really needed this record. This record has made me just happy since I've had it. That song is called Freedom, The Wolves Within. The second song also off that record by Epica, Abyss of Time, Countdown to Singularity. Both tracks are off Omega, guys. February 26th. Make sure you're pre ordered Third song you heard is the latest from Cyrenia. That song is called We Come to Ruins, and their new album, Ruins, Riddles, and Revelations, is out February 12th, guys. Make sure you're checking that out as well. So we want to thank everybody out there for the five-star reviews we keep getting on the good old Apple iTunes. You guys are the best. That's all we ask for as a podcast, as a show, as a team, to get these out to you every week. No dick pics.
1: No. Don't need them. I
0: said it like I was like, yeah, you were like, yeah, I I,
1: I was very confident when I said it, and you were like, "Mm, yum, wait, no, 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 yum, yum, no, (laughs) yum, no. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so thank you guys so much for the five star
0: reviews. As we mentioned, (laughs) our our other podcast, the documentary podcast we do, Rise to Offend, is about figures like Marilyn Manson. We did a six hour episode on him, a lot of details, a lot of stuff, and uh, yeah, if you guys want to go listen to our take on him and kind of follow his path. Uh, as we see from the digital imprint of his life, then you guys go check it out. That's a documentary discussion pa- uh, podcast all about him. And last thing, guys, if you guys want to reach out, if there's something we said that upset you, anything like that, rise to offend at gmail.com. That's that's the email address. We'll get it. We'll write you back. I'm, I'm not shy. If we miss the boat completely and that's what you feel, come talk to me, you know, but don't send fucking dick pics.
1: That's a rule. All right. That's a yeah. rule. That's harassment. Don't you fucking with me. That is a it. commandment. Thou shalt not send, a dick, pic. send dick pics. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Until next week. Now your mom's boobs will accept. Ew. No. Yes. No. No. Listen, dick. listen. I'm, trying to gro- I'm grooming these boobie people. Booby pics? No. I'm grooming these people.
0: You want the booby pics? No. All right. Stop no. it. Stop. <laughs> we're making grooming jokes now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're ready. Now we're going to get All the emails right. and I'm going to give them to you. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, until next week, my friends. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off.